most conservative. That's just weird. Sorry. Welcome to Geeks Without God with Nick Glover, Tim Wick, and Molly Glover. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, we are talking about navigating social media. Preliminary Facebook, because that's where all three of us intersect, but any social media is relevant here. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Nick Glover. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Molly Glover. I'm here and very serious, like Nick, Molly Glover. And Tim Wick. Super serious. I'm very serious right now. I couldn't be more serious. We have a very serious topic. It's a very serious topic. Super serious. Uh, We, uh, so um, uh, Molly and I have some friends, a couple of of gents that are returning to social media platforms after some time away. And one of them observed, uh, how, how the hell do you all manage this? This, or how do you, do you make it usable? How do you make it usable? And and Molly had a, a good chunk of advice for him. It kind of got us thinking about how you use social media responsibly, and and that can be you know the different platforms, how you curate your own experience while minimizing harm or maximizing good, or even just using it in a way that isn't harmful to yourself and your own mental health, because. You know, I mean, doom scrolling and, and things mm-hmm. like that aren't necessarily good for you. It can shown to be bad for people's body image and, and things like that. And so mm-hmm. we wanted to talk about social media. So media, one thing I would say is uh, all three of us use social, specifically Facebook, because yeah. that's where the three of us interact the most. I don't. I don't really see Tim or Nick on Instagram or Twitter much in terms of no. uh, my interactions. Uh, I use Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Those are my three main, because I am an old, yeah. I am old. But the three of us mostly, I think we're mostly going to be talking about Facebook here. Probably. Yeah. Because that's what we all use the most. Yeah. I use Twitter a good amount, but yeah. not as much as Facebook. Yeah. Um. So when it comes to Facebook, the three of us all use Facebook extremely differently. And we yeah. talked about that a little bit in our toxic relationships one, but yeah. uh, it's interesting. Uh, Everything from how we accept friend requests to how we post to everything else. So I'm going to start off because then I want you guys to tell me how you think you feel differently. Is that sure. Okay? Yeah. I just want to say, so like one of the things I do is uh, I don't join a lot of public groups. Mm. Do you guys join a lot of public groups? No. I, uh, I'm probably following a few specialized shit posting meme groups mm-hmm that are public, but I'm not posting or commenting in them though. But you, I might but you be, keep up with them. but I, but I, I, I'm there for the memes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You see them in your feed is what I'm asking. Yes. Yeah. I see okay. them in my feed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will also, I would say that I don't really follow any or participate in any groups, private or public that aren't uh, moderated and that have pretty decent policies about, uh, anti shithead behavior. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and, or by the very nature of the group, it tends to be more politically aligned with with my beliefs. What kinds of shit posting groups do you follow? Can you think of them? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, 
uh the good place shirt posting mm-hmm. <laughs> uh cosmere creme posting i'm in that one too yeah um i there are a couple that are like lefty superhero shit posting lefty okay. star wars post uh force posting that are like specifically there's um uh tiamat's tavern 2.0 which is D memes for everyone that got kicked out of the big D meme group meme group because if you say the slightest thing anti-conservative they kick you out of the out of that group and block you so you can't even see the public memes wow. there so there are people that filter the memes through onto this refuge for the people who just aren't conservative shitheads who yeah. want D&D memes. Uh anything do you are you are also in a lot of tag groups? Uh I follow a lot of tag yeah. groups, but I don't they're what, not in what's them. What's a tag group? So um a tag group is a group where you can use like the at symbol to tag the group's name as a way of jokingly pointing to people's behavior or calling them out in but it's not like a post necessarily not but but i mean often they also have exact like um there's one that's uh oh look it's a uh someone's uh insecure autobiography um made from the pieces of a font graveyard or something (laughs) like that uh where it's you know for all the shirts you see that are like i'm a Taurus and I ride a Harley and I defend my wife. And if you don't like it, you can leave the country where they're in like six different fonts or like the opposite of that, which is like the live, laugh, love okay. type stuff in yeah. different fonts. Yeah. So you tag that when you see that stuff, but then also in that group, they're posting lots of examples of that. But so of because thing. of that, when you go to your groups tab, is it just like, are there just like hundreds of groups? Oh, your groups probably, yeah. probably. Yeah. 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 But, but again, like I'm not, if they're not, if it's not a public, if it's a public group, I'm not really participating sure. in that way. And I'm not commenting yeah, yeah. in that way. Um, oh, it's a lot of groups. I just saw six different finger scrolls. Well, and <laughs> like a lot of those are probably, I mean, like I'm still in like the animal crossing groups totally. that friends of ours made that are private, oh, you yeah. know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. So what about you, you're, Tim? You're not in any groups at all. I don't. Not for... in any public groups. I. I um. <clears throat> I only join. I. I think they're all private. I mean, the closest thing to public groups that I'm in are a couple of uh, Disney fan, like Disney mm-hmm. World, Disneyland fan groups, because uh, you get a lot of news about what's going on, uh, with with Disney in those, and I think anybody can join them. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's plenty of shitheads in those groups. You know, like yeah. there's, oh, there's yeah. one fucker in one of the groups that like every time he goes to Disney, he posts a picture of himself and he's always wearing a Trump shirt. Uh, and, yeah. and that's why he posts the picture. He's like, it's come find me. Triggered. Triggered. Come find me, Trump fans. Here's where I'm going to be today. And I'm like, whatever. Fuck you, man. Um, mm-hmm. So. So, you know, but other than that, it's it's really just private groups that that I that I have in my feed. I don't I don't. Even though the, the you know like sometimes I enjoy when somebody shares something from one of the shit posting groups, I've never, never gone out of my way to to join any of those. I mean, part of it is because like the one of the reasons that I don't do Twitter, and I used to do Twitter, but Twitter it, it's it's so fast that if you're not in the moment of what the fuck's going on, you know, so it's like I just I I I I stop I stopped because I didn't want to spend all that time just looking at Twitter, but I so wanted important. to spend all that time just looking at Twitter. 
You know what I'm saying? It's so much, it's so much worse ever since uh, Elon took over. Yeah, yeah, it's so much worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I think all three of us are members of, and at least two of us participate in the local Twin Cities Geeks Facebook group. Sure. Yep. It is yep. public. Yep. But it's very local, and That's I feel like it's. It's pretty special and it's incredibly moderated. I'm only in a couple of public groups. One of them is Twin Cities Geeks, which again, very local. Uh my low my hyper local neighborhood group. Yeah. Which is, yeah. you know, literally the Bancroft Regina Field Northrop. Yeah. Like like neighborhood group. And then um the creme posting for yeah. Cosmere, which I unfollowed it's, a long time ago. Creme posting's um, private. So, okay, that's the thing. Like, there's public groups and then, quote-unquote, private groups. But I'm sorry, a private group that has over 10,000 members is a public well, group. Well, sure. Like, I, <laughs> but but I, the distinction matters because it's something, you know, it's a good topic to, yeah. to bring up, is private groups, your interactions, your comments, your your things you, you like aren't going to be automatically added to people's feeds for people that aren't in those groups. You're only going to see those things fed to you if you're in those groups. And sure, it's not private in a sense of having privacy. Mm -hmm. It's private in the sense that it's not added to like this global algorithm of feeding everyone their stuff. Molly, you have a particular habit when Mm -hmm. you see like you have a friend that comments on a public post or a public page or a public group and yeah. you get you see their comment on a page that you have nothing to do with and no interest in yeah i i hide all from page all the time probably 20 times a day i'm saying hide all from page i employ the three dots menu quite a bit uh and use it to block or hide things um i never i never see when people say like, oh, public groups just get put in your feed, I don't see anything in my feed that isn't an ad or something that is ultimately can be traced back to one of my friends. Sure. And I'm not sure why. I'm not, I, I don't know what the reasons is, but like, so if I see like WK94 hot jam and morning show, like, because they posted some meme, the only reason I ever see that is because one of my dumb fucking friends decided to c- comment on it. And yeah. fell, fell for their ruse yeah. of like, what's your what's your breakfast superhero name? It's the color of your underwear and the last thing you ate. And I got some friends, you know, like participating in white like, Cheerios. Exactly. And it's like, no, we're not doing this, I, I which just drives their content, gives them right. ads, gives them money, gives them clicks. Well, uh, um, that's I think that's another that's a topic worth discussing is um interacting with think with pages and people that you think are amoral, unethical, yes. despicable that whatever you're doing, whatever points you're scoring, whatever jokes you're making or insults you're giving that are, you know, getting high fives from your friends, you are contributing to the algorithm's weight of yep. those pages or of those accounts. So actually you're making them show up in more people's feeds ask yourself why am i commenting on this instead of geeks without god's posts which get very little <laughs> yeah why i mean that's a great question the thing i love <laughs> yeah if, if you go if you go and uh and tweet back at, at chick-fil-a and tell them you know that they're still a bunch of homophobic nazis uh you're you're just giving chick chick-fil-a more mm-hmm. ammunition if you if you if you respond to elon musk's latest stupid thing that he said you're just giving him more attention, yep. uh, which he enjoys. Uh, 
it's a very old adage. Don't feed the trolls. Yeah. (laughs) I, I have Elon Musk's account blocked and I said, I set his name as a mute word Mm -hmm. in Twitter. So that's a really neat thing you can do in Twitter that I wish Facebook had as, as actively is there are terms you can put in anything you want and Twitter will do an okay job of keeping anything with that out of your feed. If anyone mentions it or talks about it, which mm-hmm. is kind of nice. Facebook has unfortunately uh, only three topics for yeah. uh, you can, so you can, if you go into your ads. So first of all, I highly recommend that if you don't have your shit locked down completely, you should go lock your shit down. Uh, there's a way to change. You can click a button that will turn all of your previous public posts to friends only one click of a button you can continue to post publicly from there on out if you want but like if you just want it like there's no reason something you posted 10 years ago needs to stay public right so you can but one thing that they do do is with their advertisements and there are three categories that you can say i never want to see anything about these uh, one of them is pets one of them is bait is kids and one of them is alcohol And those are the three things that they have decided people have enough trouble with. And I think the only reason kids is on there is because people lose babies and lose kids all the time. And so they don't want to have to see that. If you've just lost a baby, uh, you don't want to see a bunch of ads for Pampers in your feed, which you will be getting if Facebook thinks you're pregnant, right? Like it will, it will inundate you forever. Uh, When we got married in 2008, uh, uh, I started getting uh stuff aimed at brides uh and all even though i hadn't even put like all i had done was gotten engaged and since i'd gotten engaged i started getting bridal advertisements on facebook because facebook's like you're engaged you are interested in bridal stuff um i have it set to no interest no interest in parenting um which is which is somewhat helpful but unfortunately i still get a lot of uh uh stuff aimed at moms in their 40s now, sure. which is always interesting. I have to hide a lot of weight loss and diet stuff because it's very triggering for me. And that is, boy, is that a losing battle? <laughs> there, well, there's there's so much of it online, you know, outside of social media in, included. And I mean, there there have been a, a number of studies talking about how it's it's very damaging yep. to especially young people's self image and and you know contributes to to body dysmorphia and mm-hmm. things like that. I'm always very surprised by what you can't block mm-hmm. in Facebook as a topic or what you can't. Cause it's just the three you can, you can say you can hide something and they'll ask you why. And you can say it's a sensitive topic, yep. but that doesn't seem to actually fucking do it anything. Does, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything at all. I can tell you for a fact, it doesn't do anything because I've hidden every single weight loss ad I've ever seen as a sensitive topic. Yeah. And I, and that's, I've been doing that diligently for years and I still see at least one a day. Yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, the important thing that, that we all kind of have to remember is social media is free, but it's not cheap. Um, In, in this, in the sense that, you know, what, what social media, the, the way social media can be free is by selling people shit. Uh, yeah, and so you're the product. you are the product. Yeah, you're the product. And so if if no matter how much work you do to try and block the things you don't want to see, it's going to keep finding a way to show you things and eventually show and, and, and probably, you know, if you tell it, I don't want to see this kind of content, it probably listens for a week 
And it's like, I think it, I think it just reports it back to the advertiser. Yeah. yeah. Genuinely, I think that's all it does is I think that advertiser can probably then see things like how many people hid this and what were their reasons? Sure. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. I, um, uh, so I have a habit similar to yours, Amalia, but on, on Twitter and that's, uh, anytime I look at someone's tweet and I'm tapping on it to look at any replies, any ads it shows me in the replies, I block the account. I block, and that's a great thing about Twitter is that you can block accounts include, and that will include any promotional content or tweets from those accounts. So if you like, don't want to see anything from the Chick-fil-A account, mm-hmm. any ads, any, any posts, any retweets, any of it, you can just block that account and you won't see any of that stuff. But there's this really neat feature that not a lot of people know about, mm-hmm. and that's that you can export your list of blocked accounts, mm-hmm. and then other people can import that. Ah, and and it can get so there's a a guy I used to work with a long time ago who I, I follow on on social media and stuff, photographer, nerd guy. Uh, he has something like fifty five thousand Twitter accounts blocked. Because there anybody. Who- Anybody who advertises in his feed, he, he blocks. He blocks yep. every single advertiser, and so he has he has exported and and provided that a couple times, mm-hmm. and you can just grab that file and apply it to your account and block all of those. I mean, there might be stuff in there you want, but <laughs> it's a really neat feature. I I think yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a great great one for you know a terrible online hellscape. Well, I suppose if you wanted to, if you're like, well, I really want to see content from Tidy Cat, you could type that in and it'd go, well, you've got tidy cat blocked and you could be like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll unblock because right. I really want to be able to learn everything about cat letter that tidy cat has to tell me on Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which in a, in a promoted way, they're only going to, they're only going to tell me what they want me to know. That's yeah. The thing. They want to tell you the, the truth, the truth. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cat letter truther. <laughs> Tim, do you have any like social media tips or, or like your philosophy, in I mean, action. My philosophy is different than yours because I kind of look at it as an opportunity to promote stuff I'm doing. Um, you know, i.e. I think of myself kind of as advertising myself with either what I'm saying or what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. 90% of or more of what I do is just me doing pictures of shit that I'm doing or or, or observational comedy or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, to me, that's that's what social media exists for. Um, and it, it does exist to some extent to connect with people that I maybe haven't talked to since high school. Uh, some yeah. of the time, uh, that's cool. And sometimes you discover that uh, there's a reason you haven't talked to them at high school. <laughs> and so I guess Word. I guess the really the main piece of advice that I have is blocking other people yeah. is always OK. Yeah. I don't care what well, their relationship is to you. I, I don't family care. Blocked, for sure. Well, and I yeah. will say too, like, you know, you know, if, if, if you are of the mind that Tim is, you know, where you want to post publicly and you feel like it is, it is a, a an advertising of a forum, that is your only recourse is blocking them. Yeah. Uh, I, everything on my profile is locked down to friends only. So if I want to unfriend somebody, it's almost the same thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but blocking them means they, they can't even see I exist. 
uh, which is also helpful. Out of curiosity, Tim, I'm just genuinely, this is no shade. I am just genuinely sure. asking. Do you ever worry about posting vacation pictures that clearly show you are not at home when your name, address, and everything else is is very searchable? That's the one thing I always get really nervous about. I don't because there's always somebody at my house. Oh, okay. Fair enough. We have a house sitter. Either the kids are home or we have somebody who comes over and uh, stays at the house to watch the cats. You heard it here first. If you want to kill Tim's kids, wait till he posts (laughs) Disney World and then just just get it. They are lazy. They'll let you do whatever you need. You can take take whatever you want. I'm just picturing Devin on the couch playing video games and someone like bothers to break into your house. And he's like, eh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, my kids wouldn't do anything. So it's probably not, I shouldn't bring it up, but they'd, they'd run and they'd, they'd run and they wouldn't call the cops because we tell them not to trust the cops anyway. Um, right, right. So, you know, it, 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 I don't know that I, perhaps I should. And I, you know, I've thought about that. I've thought about, you yeah. know, when you post about, when you post vacation pictures online, yeah. there is that. There's that risk. Um, and uh, like I say, the reason that I haven't worried about it is because we always have somebody somebody at the house. Sure, sure. So, so I, especially for Facebook, I feel like I mentioned some of the groups I participated in are well moderated. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everyone is the moderator of their own Facebook page. Absolutely. And I feel like you have a responsibility to hold people accountable for for comments they leave in your space where you have control. So if you have a post and someone you know is commenting on your shit and they say racist or or transphobic or gross, ignorant shit of any variety, I feel like you are obligated and responsible for removing those contents or um calling out that person in a way where you're making it clear to anyone who's reading that what they're saying isn't okay. There's not a space mm-hmm. space for that. Your, mm-hmm. your page isn't going to be a platform to s- support white supremacy, right? Things like that. I feel very strongly about this. Um, I, I, this is, this is like by far and away, like the easiest I will block someone is, is like commenting shit, where I don't want it. I don't want to feel like I endorse it. I don't want it to be responsible for it. I don't want it to exist. And so that is like hairpin, hair trigger. I only have like 11 people blocked. Uh, First I unfriend you. And then if I have to keep seeing you because my other friends are still friends with you and I have to keep seeing you say your stupid shit, then eventually I'm going to block you. Especially if it's someone where I'm like, every time I see this fucking guy, he's saying something stupid that makes me mad. Because, like, if I just didn't see him, I wouldn't get so mad. So <laughs> I'm just going to block him. And then I don't have to pretend. And then every now and then someone will, uh, who, I've, I'm blo- who I have blocked, someone will respond to them and call them by name in a thread I can see where I can't see just their one comment. And I'm always like, oh, that fucking guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Him. No, thank yeah, you. Yeah. You never, you never feel regret. You're never like, oh, maybe I should. Right? Go back and unblock yeah. them no. and find out what they, what they, you know, you're like, oh, I can see just enough context here to know that it was a good idea <laughs> to have blocked them. Yeah. yeah I got, you guys arguing with him? The- <laughs> I, think, yeah, yeah. I think the pandemic really helped me recognize that, that blocking people is 
Absolutely essential. Yeah. I, generally, if it's like on my wall and somebody crosses a line that I'm not happy with, I'll, I'll just say, you need to stop right now. And, and I'll, I'll be real polite about it. I'll be like, I don't, I don't want to go here and I'm going to ask you to stop. And if they don't stop, yep. then I block them. I'm just yep. like, I asked you to stop. I asked you politely. You didn't do it. We're done. Yep. Um, yep. And, and, and I- I'm sorry. And how that doesn't hurt my life. And honestly, it doesn't hurt theirs either. Do they honestly give a shit? Are they going to spend a week musing over how they got blocked by this guy on the internet? No, they don't give a shit. Just get it out. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Same goes for friending people. Genuinely. Like I, I did a mass on friending. Uh, there's been a couple of times where I've been like, nope, too many people. And I've unfriended like 200 people. And it's people I know. Who I'm friendly with, I, I wouldn't even say like I don't like them or anything. It's just that I just I prefer to keep my my little walled garden a little smaller, so I I know everything that's happening. And you know the 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 only time anybody has ever reached out to me and said, "Hey, I wish that you didn't unfriend me. I noticed you unfriended me," and I've been like, "Cool, I'll friend you again." All you gotta do is ask. Now the one time that somebody posted publicly with a shitty. Uh, passive aggressive. I was apparently unfriended by Molly Glover, who apparently blah blah blah. It's like, well, that's not going to do it. Yeah, like, right. Now <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just I, you just validated the decision. Yeah, I think I think that social media is a very it's very easy to be cynical and say Facebook sucks, Twitter sucks, Instagram sucks. It's all just garbage trying to suck away your life. It's all just, you know. They're not wrong. They're but... not wrong. It's very easy to, to say that. And if you are perfectly happy having zero involvement in Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Awesome. That's great. Good for you. You don't need to tell other people that they are also wrong and that they should be more like you. I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong. I will say if you're struggling and you're like, man, I... I don't want to miss out on everything that my friends are doing and saying on Facebook, but I also like, I can't handle Facebook. Uh, may I suggest nuking your account and making a new account if you don't care about the stuff that's there. Uh, or uh, you can just start unfriending people. It's very freeing. Go through your list and be like, anybody I haven't talked to in the last year, like directly, I'm going to unfriend. See where that takes you. You can make it your own thing. And I, 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 frankly, I love Facebook. I, I find I have created a very nice space for myself. What's your unfriending trick? Tell people about your unfriending trick. <laughs> I learned it from uh, my fr- our friend of the show, Jen Coetz. Uh, I unfriend people on their birthdays. So <laughs> when you log into Facebook on the on the side, it'll be like it's so and so's birthday today. Do you want to say happy birthday? And you're like, oh, I haven't talked to that person in months. Or why am I who who? My old coworker. Like And so you unfriend them. Because they're not gonna notice. Because they're being inundated with happy birthday messages and it's a good day for them and they're not really paying attention and they're very unlikely paying attention to how many friends they have on that day. And you don't have to like sit down and go through 200 accounts or whatever to unfriend people. That way you can just do it a little bit at a time. It'll just periodically show you whose birthday it is. I love I love that. I think that's very clever. I I think that's really smart. I mean, I I, I can't take credit for it. It's very smart. I will say that as as much as I blocked people during the pandemic. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick, you had your finger up. Please, please, please. As much as I blocked people during the pandemic who are awful. 
During the pandemic, when none of us could leave our homes, I found social media very comforting. I think yeah. a lot of people um, did, yes. Because I could maintain contact with people that I was not able to maintain any kind of physical contact with. Mm -hmm. um, and we were all going through the same thing, and we were all basically stuck in the same place. And there were some days that that blew, but uh, most days it felt good to know that everybody was in the same boat and yeah. that, that everybody was a little bit there for everybody else. Um, yes, agree. So... I, uh, I, you know, uh, the thing I had said about uh, maintaining your own space, I also kind of feel like that extends into your friends' yeah. space as yeah. well. Uh, I have absolutely unfriended people for tolerating, Shitty. for not curating their yep. space. Yep. Like, because you people really have some shitty friends. I don't want to comment on someone's page and participate in their platform if they are also allowing shitty people there. I yep. feel like if you're going to tolerate that sort of thing, then you don't get me. You don't get my presence. And not that I'm like, you know, some amazing prize to have on, on social media or whatever, but you just don't, you don't get me. If that's what you, if you're good with that other stuff, you're not, I'm not good with your space. Yeah. And that's a boundary I have. I've been very clear about with friends and, and I've unfriended people that I am certainly still friends with. Yeah. over that yeah. difference of opinion yeah social media is what you make it's it's honestly it's it's garbage in garbage out yeah it really is and it's it's also it can also be quality and quality out if you curate it enough uh and and make it what you want it to be i mean i sure. have friends who are who are shitheads online and who hey. are great in person <laughs> and who are great in yeah. person yeah absolutely. and it, and it's like so you don't look at them online you just yep. silence them online Absolutely. and, and you, and you hang out with them in person and everything's, everything's good. Um, yep. but, yep. uh, and again, I think it all comes down to, you've got to make the decisions that are right for yourself. And, and, uh, yeah. I think what's, what's your, mo what, wh where is your comfort level? And, uh, and, and what are you getting out of it? Yeah. What, what's, what's, what's your goal? What's, oh. One last thing I wanted to make sure to say, uh, uh, lots of people are getting hacked lately. And there is in particular a, a hack called the Lily Collins hack, <laughs> which can uh, like make it so that you'll never get into your Facebook again. Like it's not even about getting it back. Uh, Facebook is very bad at getting you your account back. Uh, so if you like me, like I've been on Facebook for about 15 years. Uh, that's an incredible chunk of my life that is documented on Facebook. It matters to me. I look at my memories every day. Uh, it, it matters to me. Uh, I recommend you get go buy yourself a terabyte hard drive and once a year, every six months, uh, download your Facebook. There's ways to do it. Uh, you can Google it. There's ways to walk you through it. Uh, you can download your entire, basically your entire account, all your photos, all your posts, all your memories, all that stuff, so that you have it as a record, so that that stuff's not lost. Because I don't know if you're like me, I delete tons of photos because I'm like, well, it's on Facebook, so I have it. Um, things to think about. Just, you know, if, if it, if, or even just going through and getting all the photos, uh, it, it's, it's harder than it sounds if you're trying to do it piecemeal, but there are ways to do it like, like whole, like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, that are actually pretty easy. They're just very big. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, any final thoughts before we move on to five questions? Any, any social media gems? I will live on Twitter 
until I die on Twitter. They will never <laughs> take it from me. They can pry Twitter from my cold, dead shit poster you, hands. You have a you have a three character Twitter account. I've been on Twitter since uh, uh, it's it's a long time. I think it's uh, I think I've been on there since two thousand seven. 2006 people have literally tried to buy your your account from you because it's handle is at voo and uh no one will take it away from me i don't care how many nazis there are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'll just say Tim, that Tim. i uh, what i really should be on is instagram because i love posting pictures and commenting on pictures uh yeah. i don't know why i'm not on instagram it's just that i i feel like i only have the attention span to focus on one piece of social media which is why i ended up settling on facebook it wasn't because facebook's the best it was because right, right. that was where i was doing shit so mm-hmm and I yeah. think that's that's the thing too is you you know for some people multiple platforms is great for others it's not. Um, All Instagram shows me is videos of ferrets. Nice <laughs> doesn't sound great. bad. I uh, <laughs> my my last thing is uh, what we've said the whole time you have to you are a gardener. Facebook is or social media in general is your your garden. You have a you are responsible for it and for not just for your behavior but also the behavior you surround yourself with. So. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're not actively participating in that, then um, you 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 could probably take some steps to to make it a better place for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Hey Molly. Yes. Do we have do we have like five answers or something from us? A... Have five new questions. What, what? questions? Five questions. Five questions. Are we gonna have to think? Shit, motherfucker. You're gonna have to think. I'm sorry. Oh. We have five questions with his accompanying answers from Adren. Once again, writing back to us uh, from Argentina. Yes. Been a while since I'm so glad questions. that we have I'll this one them. listener who will just keep sending us content. It's great. Oh, yeah. And these yeah. are good questions. You guys are going to love them. All, All right. right. Super ready. Question, question one. So I'm going to read the question. And then while you think, I will read Adrian's answers. Okay. Okay. Question one. What is your favorite fictional religion system? Hmm. I do not that I have an answer for this. It is better to have a religion system. Is it better to have a religion system where people get actually rewarded and you know that the God figure exists like Narnia or a system where religion does not have much influence and what happens to you afterward, like Lord of the Rings, maybe something else. So Adrian doesn't have a really good answer. So what is your favorite fictional religion system? Uh, Survivorism in, uh, is that what you're going to say? That's what I was going to say. Cause you're re- Yeah. Uh, uh, survivorism is a religion in the Mistborn series of books in Brandon Sanderson's in Cosmere. Era, in era two, especially. In era, yeah, in era two, it is. It's a religion based on a character from the first trilogy, who is a real person, uh, and the entire basis of the religion is basically the first book you need to survive and Mm -hmm. and he is the survivor he is the we have to go on not quite of a messiah but it's very much a i will not be eliminated you will not yeah it's yeah it's it's very fun to see how the actions of a person that you read in these books is ages later this religion that has its own dogma and beliefs and and whatnot and it's fairly benign like it's not doesn't seem like a really bad religion or anything uh, it's not a very supernatural religion beyond the real supernatural aspects of that character and the things they did. It probably seems less supernatural because you literally know the dude existed. You, yeah, that's you read a, a book with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, Tim, what, what about you? You know, and uh, calling it favorite, I think, 
is more it's my favorite because I, I I'm I'm invested in it. I, I don't yeah. think it's a particularly great religion. There are some serious problems with it, but I'm going to go with like uh, the Jedi and the Sith in Star Wars, oh, sure. yep. um, the Force as as a religion. Uh, it's got lots of problems, but it, mm-hmm. but the problems are all with the interpretation of it, right? I mean, the Force exists. We know so are you the force. going with the Jedi religion or the Sith religion? Because they're two separate. Uh, they are. Religions. They are two separate religions. Although I think they grow out of the same thing. Um, Is Sith a religion? I, it's yeah. hard to say. Anyway. That, well, they call Jedi's a religion. Uh, so, Jedi is a religion. Yeah, yeah. So. and it's got problems. It definitely has problems. But uh, but just in terms of my investment in the storytelling and everything like that, that's yeah. what I'm going to say is my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, it's funny because I have symbols from this tattooed on my fucking body, but it didn't occur to me first. But uh, yeah. the religion from the Dark Tower, uh, which is basically the religion of Gilead and Roland, yeah. is uh, the idea of Ka being fate. Uh, and there being the beams which uh, crisscross the the world, and there being you know like the they they go in the cardinal directions. So there's eight of them, uh, or the cardinal and the sub cardinal directions, I guess. And how all things serve the beam, Ka is a wheel, uh, those sorts of things. That was something I I believed a lot more strongly in. Uh, fatalism is less appealing to me as I get older. But <laughs> fair. Yes. Okay. Question two. What is the heathen law from the U.S. that you like the most? By heathen law, I mean a law that religious people want to abolish. Adrienne's answer is, for this one, I will reply with an Argentinian law. I believe that the law that keeps religion out of public schools is the best. Unfortunately, the state covers the, a lot of the expenses of private schools, and they cover expenses from religious schools the most. So what's a heathen law in the U.S. that you like the most? Same sex me, marriage. Same sex marriage. Yeah. Good one. That's a good answer, Tim. Yep. yep. I, I, I mean, uh, abortion laws, laws yes. protecting yeah. the right to, to, you know, control your own reproductive rights. Yep. Yep. Yeah, which it's would be considered a heathen law for sure. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree with uh, the, 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 the laws that keep church and state as, as separate as they still do somehow. It's. It's it's, not, it's not even even supposed to be a law. It's supposed to be a founding part of our fucking country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I I agree that you know, that that's that that's super important because I think if there if that wasn't there that tenuous thin line it'd be things would be even worse than they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Question three: Which heathen law do you wish the U.S. would pass? Again, in terms of Argentina, I would say legalization of abortion, but that became legal in 2020. Hooray, Argentina. Yay. Uh, now I wish the state stopped the salaries for religious figures. We pay their salaries, and I find that infuriating. Oh. Uh, so mine is tax churches. Tax them. Tax churches. <laughs> I was going to say that, too. Oh, I think we all want churches taxed, right? Like, uh, that's just okay, that's what we need. So, wait, Molly, you say ta- tax churches. I'm going tax I'll say um, uh, tax specifically uh property by churches so that or church if it's leaders. a if it's a tiny church and they don't own a lot of land or anything sure. then they maybe they don't have to pay so much and that's they fine just pay property tax but if it's you know Joel Austin's several mansions that he doesn't own but the church does fucking tax, tax every that one shit of them too yeah if you're uh Tim St. Paul has so much less tax income than it should because of how many 
uh, organizations in your city that are old and don't pay taxes, a lot of which are religious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because we've got the we've got the cathedral here, and so there's a huge, oh, yeah. huge amount of uh, uh, property that's tied up in the Catholic Church in uh, in St. Paul in specific. Uh, I agree with those two. The one that I'm going to go with because it is really important in America right now is uh, transgender rights. Yeah, uh, absolutely. If that could be enshrined, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Because, that shit. because right. And, you know, and with that, like stupid fucking drag laws and stuff like that. I mean, I think that that needs to be nationwide. The there there is a vulnerable population that is in desperate need of protection because they are being used as a scapegoat for something that is not their problem. One hundred percent. OK, question four. What is your favorite cold drink? Mine is water, as in I enjoy drinking water more than drinking anything else. You know, I I drink water all the time as a diabetic. I hardly ever drink anything with well, of course. sugar What's your in it. Favorite cold drink. I know, and that's the thing. It's like I can't say water for that reason. My I can't fa- say water because I don't drink water cold. That's true. My favorite uh, cold drink is a, a virgin lime daiquiri, crushed Ooh, ice, yeah. crushed ice. Because I've always said I love I love sour. I love lime as a flavor. Uh-huh. And just, you know, slurping on what's effectively a, a crush, a, a nice tart lime Slurpee. Mm, so yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Nick, lime slushy. Cherry limeade. Oh. Very close. I could Very close. sit down and drink a, a whole carton of cherry limeade. I don't get it that often <gasps> because I will just drink it. It'll just yeah. be gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, I love uh, is- I love limeade from Sonic. Like I will buy a large and drink it in about five minutes. So I only get those, uh, you know, once every six months or so. Oh, no shit. I haven't, uh, I haven't had that, but <laughs> I'll check it out. My favorite cold drink is uh, Indeed Brewing's Pistachio Cream Ale. Mm. That is my favorite cold drink. If it's ever, if it's available, I'm having it. I don't care what time of day it is. I don't care what else I have to do that day. <laughs> it, was, it was a seasonal beer that you tried and really loved. Yeah. And then it went away for a while, and now it's in their rotation as a, a beer they all are always making. When they stop making it, I'll be sad. I'll be a sad girl. And you'll have um, to pick something runner- else to answer this question yeah, with. Right? I guess my runner-up would be, uh, I, I like iced tea. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm. Iced tea. Nick, I will right. I will say they do have cherry limeade at Sonic. So, so there you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, question five. What is your favorite non-religious ritual? For me, it is drinking yerba mate. Oh, yeah. This is a South American infusion that is drunk through a metal straw from a cup. About two-thirds of the cup is filled with a yerba mate herb. The person in charge of serving, the cebador, pours hot water into the cup, usually from a thermos or a kettle, and passes it to a person. The person drinks it until there is no more water, passes it back to the cebador, who pours and passes it to another person, etc., We usually go in clockwise order around the table. There are more parts to the ritual. For instance, you only thank the server when you don't want to drink anymore. But explaining everything would take too long. Mm. It is extremely unhygienic. As everyone drinks from the same same straw, and you will share with any stranger who might stop by. But I don't think that diseases spread more here in Argentina than elsewhere. We did have to stop sharing with people outside of our bubbles because of COVID, of course. When you share with people, it keeps the conversation flowing. You can also drink it by yourself as it keeps you company in the long hours of meditation. Uh, I had yerba mate at uh, when I went to Spanish camp, one of the counselors there. Uh, two or three of them were Argentinian, and we had a 
uh, we had a whole evening that was uh, Argentinian street food. We did. Uh, it was super great. It, the best way I can describe it is like trenchers. Like it's like a, a fresh bread roll that you 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 dig the bread out and then they fill it with like a hot beef stew mixture that was super good. Uh, we had mate. I was 16 and had mate and thought I was going to fly into space because it was so caffeinated. It was amazing. It, it yeah, fantastic, fantastic drink. Hmm. So what's your favorite non-religious ritual? Well, hmm. I, I'm going to go personal on this one because, because I mean, the answer is not. But I, ever since Pat and I have been together, one of our important things is, you know, if if we have an argument, whatever, we go to bed making sure that we give each other a kiss goodnight um, to kind of be like, we're done. And so... There are times where neither one of us, we're not with each other. One of us is traveling and the other one is, yeah. yeah. So uh, our ritual is we will text each other smooches yeah, before cute. we go to bed. So that's that's, that's that's my favorite non-religious ritual is just texting my wife yeah. smooches when her and I are not together. Aww. I know. It's uh, disgusting, isn't it? It's so gross. Mine is but... also disgusting, so it'll, it'll make you feel better. Oh, my good. favorite non-religious ritual is... Uh, Literally every morning. Oh, <laughs> literally every morning. Uh, so the cat and the dog, Peaches is the dog, Trisket is the cat. They sleep in bed with us. Uh, every single morning, when we wait, when the alarm goes off, or when we eventually wake up on weekends, uh, Nick goes to take his CPAP mask off. When he takes his mask off, he says, "Masks off," and the dog jumps up onto Nick's chest. And lays on his chest. Like nose to nose. Nose to nose. And he runs his hands all down her legs and everything to make checking for lumps and bumps. He's like, let's check for lumps and bumps. And he checks her all over. And then he goes, okay. And she rolls off him to land in between us where we both snuggle her and give her kisses and pet her ears and pet her paws and tell her what a good dog she is and say like, oh, good morning, peaches. Good morning. And give her hugs and kisses. And then we finish it by squeezing her. We give her a squish. We say, you ready for your squish? And we squish her between our bodies going squish as we do it and then kiss her and she leaves the bed. And then the cat comes over and he goes, <laughs> meow, 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 meow. And he crawls in between us and then we lavish the cat and tell him he's a good boy and he loves him so much and give him kisses and pet his paws until he gets tired of it and then we squish him and then he leaves and that's literally every morning that we wake up in this house it's <laughs> very sweet and the cat didn't start doing it until the, the dog. dog had been doing it for a while yeah the cat either got jealous or figured out that he could join in this ritual to get lavished with attention in the morning and so now he, he's been doing it for you know like a year and mm-hmm. now it's, it's at least at least absolutely adorable um fuck i didn't I'm even so bother sorry. thinking no it's fine <laughs> i i took you that's that makes that's fine um i don't know i'm having a hard time thinking of of um things that aren't just like habits you know right right um i suppose uh Every, every, I mean, every day we start the day with a long dog walk. Yes. Yep. Like I would say every morning we walk, depending on, on the weather, anywhere from one to one and a half miles, typically. Two and a half. If it's a weekend and we're not like trying to rush back to, to start our days at work because we both work from home, we'll, you know, walk more like two miles or, or whatever. And, and then if we're lucky and our schedules line up, 
we go for another walk in the afternoon Mm -hmm. of about the same length, Mm -hmm. you know, somewhere between like three and five or whatever, depending, but it's nice. It's regular exercise that the dog needs it. So there's like an, a good excuse to get up and change gears. It's definitely a ritual. Yeah. It's, and it's a nice, it's a nice way to start the day. I'm not a morning exerciser. I'm not a morning person. I kind of abhor waking up, but, um, (laughs) I surprising no one am a morning person. Yeah. So, so it also kind of gives me time to like organize my thoughts and decompress and wake up a little bit, uh, you know, without just like diving into the world. Yep. So, yep. yeah, our favorite non-religious rituals. Thank you so much, Adrian. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I appreciate those questions. If you want to send us your five answers to our questions, you can send them at five questions at geeks.god.com. If you have five questions that you're just burning to ask, you could also send them. Yeah, we'll answer them. We will. We're not picky at this point. We we just need five. <laughs> Give us five of something. Oh, God. For God's sake. <laughs> five of something. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> it's, my, it's my favorite playing card. The five of something. Five of something. Uh, otherwise. That's the uh, worst tarot card you can get is five of something. <laughs> It's bad. Yeah. Uh, we've been Geeks Without God. You can find us on all the social media platforms that we were talking shit about earlier, uh, where we moderate our space and we don't allow Nazis and shit like that. So don't bring it. I mean, you're not listening to this, so it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, we'll have another episode uh, for you up next Tuesday. If you're one of our patrons, you get to listen to that episode early, sometimes weeks early. All you have to do is kick us a buck or two a month, and uh, we we post them up there. There's an RSS feed that you can grab and download into your your favorite podcasting app directly just to get them as they're posted. Uh, it's great stuff. We'll keep them coming. You keep listening. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Uh, I listen to other Atheist Geek podcasts. Blocked. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're geeks, geeks without God. Until next time, you can find us blogging and listen to past podcasts at geekswithoutgod.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at geekswithoutgod. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. I have so many feels about that first episode.